0: spoken about broken relationships and healthy communication tips? Maybe this is the right time. Welcome to the Embarrassing Diary. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Embarrassing Diary. I'm going to go straight to the chase. Today, I have a Gottman certified marriage coach joining our conversation, and she will be able to answer some poignant questions. Why men and women cheat? How to reconciliate with your partner after a heated fight? And what are three tips that can help everyone succeed in their marriage? Ladies and gentlemen, I have the great pleasure to talk to Cameron Thompson. Hey, Cameron, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you.
0: The first question I wanted to ask you is why are divorce rates so high?
1: Simply lack of commitment. People, it's the idea now Mm. that, you know, we've got social media and we've got all of these, uh, we've got dating apps and we've got all of these things where we get into this idea that well, my partner only has 80% of what I'm looking for. And so the grass must be greener on the other mm. side. And so then we chase something else and we find out that the per- the next person that we're with only has, they have that 20% that our partner may not have had, but then they're lacking the 80% that our partner. Had. And so then it's, well, you're not good enough either. Mm. So let's just move on and let's move on and let's move on because the divorce rates after, the pandemic rose to 54%. That's for first marriages. For second marriages, it's even higher than that. It's like 68, something like that. And then the third marriages is in the 70s. And fourth marriages is like 80 80, 80 to 90%. So, you know, it's it's simply a lack of commitment.
0: Yeah, you're 100% right with the part that we don't commit. Um, I feel like nowadays social media has made it look like, hey, it's so easy to find yeah. something something it's a highlight else real
1: you don't show the bad parts of yourself you don't show like oh i have an alcohol problem or i'm addicted to porn or i'm you know i i have an anger issue or i'm highly insecure and i'm super needy like you may be the hottest person on the planet but are you are you nice are you good are you you know like do you have what what are the skeletons in your closet you don't see those on social media we don't have perseverance anymore, we don't have endurance, and we don't value what we're building with our partner and what our partner brings to the table.
0: Exactly. And we don't also talk about um, the fact that we all have so many flaws and relationships are filled with flaws that we need to accept and help the other person, not help them heal completely. They have to do that job themselves, but we have to accept that It's not a beautiful 100% right all the way along. Like it looks superficially. So then my next question would be on the marriage part. Why do you think that people, like a lot of couples are disconnected? And what, how does a healthy connection look like? So
1: I think a lot of that is that we don't understand the fundamental differences between men and women. And I, like, we're just going to use heterogeneous, you know, language here. but. I primarily only work with monogamous um, heterosexual couples, and the thing about marriage is that women and men are going to communicate different. They're going to connect differently. They're going to have different attachment styles, and so and and that part, the attachment style doesn't really matter whether you're a man or a woman. There is um, men are typically avoidant, and women are typically anxious but it it, like that's a whole nother topic but we just don't understand the fundamentals between a man and a woman and so what happens is and this again this is a blanket statement but it is generally true that women connect through open-ended conversation okay and so when we get into a relationship we're looking for our partner to be like our girlfriends so when you know we have we have these conversations and it's like you know get to know me, get like, ask me these questions. And the men are typically connecting through shoulder to shoulder friendship activities. They want you to go out and like, go drive with me, go play a sport with me, go, you know, go do something with me, right? And so with women, Mm -hmm. it's like, well, why aren't you asking me these questions? Why don't you get to know me? And men are like, well, I asked you those questions when we were dating. So I don't need to ask you those questions anymore. And what we don't realize is, Our partner is not the same as what they were a year ago, five years ago, before kids, you know, like all of these things. And so we're constantly needing to get to know our partner and we get so busy. We get Mm -hmm. lost in social media, in our phone, in our other priorities that we don't have conversations with our partner on vulnerabilities. We're not meeting their emotional bids. We're not, you know, we're basically just sharing info. Here's what the kids did today. Here's what I did today. How was your day? Great. And now we're going to bed. And so we're not having those deep conversations that we were when we were dating. Marriage and love are choices. They're not, it's, it's not. So the idea is like, it's really fun when we're dating because it's that chase of like, can I get you to marry me? Right? But then, once we get married, we we're like, okay, that's it, we're good, and um, you know, now now the chase is over. No, the chase has just begun because it's easy to get a partner. What's more difficult is to keep that partner. And so, yeah. And so, going back to your your original question of what does a healthy connection even look like? It looks like being on the same page. It looks like. Feel it, it's a feeling. It's a feeling of knowing that your partner respects you and values you and wants you and desires you. And it's emotional safety. It's feeling safe that if something's wrong, whether it be that somebody stole your lunch at at work today, or you got a flat tire coming home, or the kids are just absolutely driving you nuts, or your partner said something that really you know upset you and made you feel disrespected. Any of those scenarios that you have, you can go to your partner and your partner's not just going to blow you off. They're going to sit down and they're going to say, I care about you. I care about the way you feel. I care about the way that you, you know, you need me to show up in this relationship. You know, I care about the relationship and I value it enough to, you know, sit here and have this conversation with you and validate your feelings, even if I don't agree with them. So, you know, it's, 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 It's more of a feeling than what it looks like.
0: Interesting. And why do you think a lot of couples end up cheating? Is it different for men and for women? Not really. Um,
1: So not really. It comes down to one main thing. And that main thing is that Mm -hmm. it's validation. Okay. So it reaches clear back to Mm -hmm. your childhood, which... What people don't realize is that about 98% of the issues that you have in your relationship are stemming from your childhood. And so you don't work through that and you don't, you know, you don't have a secure relationship like that. What's going to happen is you're going to marry someone who triggers all of those insecurities, all of those, you know, Mm. emotional wounds, all of those attachment wounds. And those are going to bubble to the surface. And so then you think, oh, my partner's terrible. My partner, like, this isn't the right partner for me. I should just get out of this relationship. And that's not necessarily true. What, What that means is you're actually in the right relationship. What's happening is it's a power struggle stage of the relationship. And you need to actually work through those things. So for cheating, the emotional wound that's coming up is validation. You didn't get enough validation as a kid from one of your parents and so what's happening then is you're looking for that and it's the same the motivation behind the cheating is the same motivation of numbing out with alcohol with porn with drugs with you know fill in the blank right with social media like whatever your choice Mm -hmm. of numbing out is Mm -hmm. what happens is it feels good in the moment and so we're looking for that dopamine hit It feels good to be wanted by another person. It feels good to be, you know, to to know that you've still got it, that you're still attractive, that you're whatever. And so you're looking Mm -hmm. for that in other people. And those who have emotional Mm -hmm. damage that have not been worked through will always be promiscuous because they get that validation from other people. And so then it's it's an internal Mm -hmm. thing. So then if your partner isn't giving you the validation that you need constantly. So, for example, in my marriage, um, my husband was a pilot and is a pilot. And, um, you know, we got a divorce because he didn't have that validation. And so he would be away from me for three or four days on a trip. And so after like day two, it was like, oh, I I, I don't feel good anymore because I don't I don't have someone touching me. I don't have someone giving me that motivation, that that validation. I don't have someone, you know, telling me that I'm so handsome or that I did a good job today or whatever. And so I'm going to look for that wherever I can get it because I need it and I need it fast. And so it's hit. It's that it's hmm. the same with drugs. You know, you come off that high and it's like, well now I'm at a low, and so I need a quick high again. And so same thing. It's this it's the mm-hmm. same Same motivation, same principle.
0: So if someone is traumatized like this to that extent that you were talking about, can they fix it? Can they heal from it? You have
1: to go to therapy. You have to, um, you know, you have to get help from someone who is trauma certified. And I would even go so far as to Mm -hmm. say um, someone who is either somatic certified or emdr someone like that um where because mm-hmm. the body you keep all of that trauma in your body and so talk therapy is great but you can sit there and you can talk about your problems till you're blue in the face and it may not necessarily mean that it that you're getting it out of your body and so it's stored in your joints or your back or your head or your heart or you know wherever it is stored in you in your reproductive organs mm. so you have to actually work all of that out of your body too. And a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah.
0: It's, it's even hard, I think, especially for their specific type of men who don't oh, even for want sure. to admit uh, for sure. that they have an issue, you know? Women too. I don't want to put it only on men, but I grew up in a culture from Greece that everything yeah. is very macho, whatever you would call it like. And the men that I've grew up with, they would never admit it to themselves that, oh, I have an issue. I would go to a therapist to fix my relationship. It's really hard. Whereas in the Netherlands, I see it more. Men are much more open and say, yeah, something is not going well. We can go even on couples therapy or I can even sure. um, check on it myself. And despite, even if there is a trauma or there isn't, how can, let's say we are we have a relationship yeah. and we have a very intense fight, Right. Those good ones, the the ones that you hate the other person for for a whole day and you don't want to talk to them. So how can you reconnect after such an intense uh, conversation and why is it so important?
1: So this one, this one is so hard as an individual when this happens because it requires you to like your ego, your ego is bruised. And you, you want to think, oh, my partner is so, like, that. they're out to get me and they're the problem and I didn't do anything wrong. And what it takes is for you to lower your pride and to swallow your ego and for you to say, you know what, I was wrong. And here's how I messed mm. up in this. Every argument, every conflict has two sides. You can't argue with a wall. So you can't, you know what I mean? Like it takes, yeah. it takes two people fueling that fire. So what happens is you both have to take some time because, okay. So what happens is when you're, I've said that a lot. <laughs> what happens is when you're arguing, it's like this. So like you're holding up there your way. hand and you've got your four fingers around your thumb, right? So the front here is your prefrontal cortex of your brain. Okay. That's where all of your decisions are making are made. That's where logical thinking happens, right? So if you open that up and your thumb is what's touching the palm of your hand, right there is the, the amygdala. And that's where your emotional center comes from, okay? When You get into an argument like that mm-hmm. where you are just absolutely irate for a whole day. your The prefrontal cortex is completely, like if we were to take a CAT scan or an MRI of your brain, that would be completely gray. Like it would be dark. That would be completely shut off. Mm -hmm. The outer layer of your brain is completely shut off. All right. So that's where like clear back to caveman times where, you know, you're running from a saber toothed tiger. That's your digestion starts to slow. Your heart rate speeds up like every all of your not necessary bodily functions for that moment start to shut down. Well, It also means, because you're you're preparing Mm -hmm. to run, you've got to conserve that energy. So bring it back to the present tense, your partner is that saber-tooth tiger. So you're in fight or flight mode at this point. Fight, Mm -hmm. flight, freeze, or fawn. So we get into this fight style, okay? And then we have to come out of that. That takes about 90 minutes minimum, all right? So we've had the fight. We have to take time to actually turn that outer layer of our brain back on, calm down, and then we have to start self-reflecting. How did I contribute to the argument? Did I assume? Did I, you know, did I have a tone? Did I, you know, like whatever it may be, even like as small as it may be, (laughs) you still have to own your part. Mm
0: -hmm. And then you
1: go to your partner and you say, hey, are you ready to talk this out? Are you like, I would like to resolve this. Your partner might not be ready yet. The outer layer of their brain may not be on yet. That's okay. Give them time. Mm-hmm. Anything mm-hmm. more than about 24 hours, and you're choosing to stonewall. You're choosing to continue to, you know, to have the fight. Or to, you know, like you're making a point and you're still in that pride, egocentric area.
0: Oh, wow. So within 24 hours, you've
1: got to you've got to come back together. All right. So you have this conversation. Now, mm-hmm. here's the reason that this is so important. Okay. If you don't repair, and a lot of couples don't, what happens is we just sweep it under the rug, we move on. Okay, like cool. Mm-hmm. Or you say, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry too. But that like that, that, yeah, there's no and like that's I'm sorry for, and you don't own your part there's no responsibility taken there's no accountability taken there right so your partner is still going yeah. to lay a brick of resentment now whether that brick is huge or whether that brick is very thin that brick is still getting laid and so over time what's mm-hmm. going to happen is we build a little ledge and then we build you know a huge wall and by the time you know we are married 10 15 20 years We've got this massive wall between us that has no window, no door, and no access to our partner. And that's not what we want because then we're completely Mm. disconnected. That's when we emotionally just shut off. And that's when we're like, you know what? I'm out. I can't do this anymore. I don't like the resentment that I feel. It's giving me, you know, um, physical manifestations of emotional trauma. So we're having, you know, all of these reactions in our body to stress that I don't like.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a lot. It's huge. Yeah. And it's um what you're saying is very pivotal. Uh, I agree 100% and I see it uh, in my inner circle with, where people have been going through this circle exactly of resentment. And yeah. it's always the same pattern, right? And even though we know about it, we're still... This e- so essentially, mm-hmm. a huge part is our ego. And if you really think about it, it's Depends. so stupid to let our ego determine our our happiness, our well-being, yeah. our partnership. So what would you say from what you've seen so far are some tips you, we, we could give to our listeners to thrive yeah. in their marriage? So
1: I have helped over 70 couples either create a completely different marriage because their marriage was just absolutely awful. Like we are hours from divorce kind of thing. Mm. Or, you know, I've and I've helped also couples that are like, you know, we just... We just don't fight well or we just don't communicate well or something like that. So, you know, at any stage of your marriage where you're like, you know what, we just need some help. So we're 70 couples over Mm -hmm. the last five years. And here's what I have learned. All right. And this is also coming from Dr. John Gottman because I'm Gottman certified. So what Gottman Mm -hmm. says and what I have found to be true is that you need three things in your marriage to, to really thrive. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to imagine a house, if you will. All right. So you've got your house and one wall that holds your house up is commitment. Like we talked about earlier, right? 75 forces are Mm -hmm, a mm -hmm. lack of commitment. All right. So we've got commitment. The second side Mm -hmm. that is going to hold your house up is trust. Okay. Are you emotionally safe? Do you lie? do you cheat? Do you, you know, do you always, you know, like thinking about all of the different levels of trust. If you said you were going to do something and you don't do it, that breaks trust. So do you have trust in your marriage? Okay. So we've got commitment, trust. So our house is built. All right. If you don't one of those, your house falls. Mm-hmm. If like either way, right. But what fills up your house is friendship. So under the umbrella of friendship, we've got respect we've got love, we've got um, safety, excuse me, and we've got connection, all of these things, right? So if you're missing one of those, Mm. then your house is empty. So it's like living in a house with no furniture, okay? So if you have trust, mm, commitment, and friendship, and you're really working to cultivate all three of those, I can help you rebuild trust, okay? One, this is an Mm. insane statistic, but 65% 65% of marriages have some kind of infidelity in their marriage, whether it be like actually physically cheating or an emotional cheating. Okay. Emotional, like emotional connection with somebody else. So again, that may be through social media, you know, an old boyfriend or an old girlfriend comes back and you start talking to them about your marital problems instead of going to your spouse about it. And then it's like, wow, this person really listens to me or this You know, and so you start developing emotions and feelings for this person, but you've never actually kissed them or actually, you know, gone ahead and been.
0: So even that,
1: even that is considered
0: Uh, infidelity.
1: So, and and this is, I'm glad you you asked this because this is what is so misconstrued throughout is like, well, I just Mm -hmm. liked that girl's picture on Instagram. Okay, but why did you like that? Exactly. Did you mm-hmm, like it because mm-hmm. she's half naked and it makes you feel good? Like it gives you some kind of a dopamine rush to see this? Like, why are you even following this account? Okay, so why are you texting this person? Mm-hmm. Why are you flirting with this person? Why are, like you're, if you go even that far, you're treading a very thin line to having it go even further. So 65% of marriages mm-hmm. have some kind of an infidelity issue in their marriage, all right? Now, here's the amazing thing about this, though. Mm. If it's addressed, because a lot of people that you go back to that ego and then we've got shame around that, right? Oh, man, I know I shouldn't be doing this. I know I shouldn't be texting this person, but like it feels good. But like, I also don't want my wife to find out because I don't really want to lose my wife because, you know, we have kids together and like all that and trouble and like all these things. Mm. So I'm just going to hide it. OK, but if you don't, if you come clean and you say, listen, I screwed up. This is why I did it. And again, going back to that self, like that emotional intelligence, self-awareness, here's why I screwed up. Let's get some help. 85% of couples that have one of these issues come back and say, you know what? It's the best thing that ever happened to us because we were able to completely revamp our mm-hmm. marriage and figure out what went wrong and then change it. And so they even stronger yeah. than what they were before
0: nice that is actually very hopeful. yeah to see that there is a solution if somebody's listening right now and they're going through a hard time in the relationship they shouldn't just be stuck and think okay there's that's it It's the end. there is a yeah, solution absolutely. there are ways. Al-
1: there's always a solution it just yeah. requires so this is one of the things that i teach my couples is intention versus impact right so mm-hmm. your intention can be absolute gold mm-hmm. like I mean, I just followed this person because they, you know, we went yeah. to high school together or whatever. Like, that could be your intention. But what's the impact on your partner? Mm-hmm. Is your partner looking at that being like, bro, your Instagram feed is nothing but naked women. But I, well, yeah, but I, have, I went to high school yeah, with all yeah. of them. Oh,
0: Are all from and your they, high school?
1: And, like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, what's the impact? <laughs> What's the impact, though? Are you ruining your our marriage? Are you breaking my trust? Have I asked you to stop yeah. following these people and you're still doing it? Like, what are we doing here? So intention versus yeah. impact is a really yeah. big, yeah. really big thing.
0: Intention versus yeah. impact. I'll write that down. And
1: it doesn't even have to be cheating. It can be something yeah. very small yeah. where the in- intention versus exactly. impact comes into play. Wait, I asked you to take the trash out this Her- morning. And you for, you know, Mm. you, you completely blew me off or you said you'd do it and you didn't do it. And it's like, yeah, I totally intended to take it out. Yeah. And you know that like, again, intention was gold. I intended to take it out and I just completely forgot. But the impact was, yeah, but then you put Mm. more work on me because now the trash has dirty diapers in it and it smells, our whole house smells to high heaven. So now I had to do it. And I actually didn't, you know, like that was one extra thing that I, I had on my plate that I was really counting on you to do. So like.
0: Yeah, especially when you have kids and you have a huge to-do list and sometimes you feel overwhelmed that you're doing everything and the other person is it's not their intention that not to help you, but they're like, I'm really focusing this week at, at work and et cetera. So yes, it can pile up. And at some point you can be so overwhelmed yeah. and think, okay, I'm done. Like I, I, I need you on board. I need you on the same team. I remember when we had the kid, uh, the first thing we were fighting because a lot of my partner because we were not sleeping, Uh, and that's the worst, (laughs) the worst thing. And I remember at some point we said, okay, we shouldn't fight like this because we're not in the same team right now. We're in a different team, and it doesn't help anyone right now—not me, not you, not the baby. So I think our conversation is really, really helpful for a lot of people out there. I think I've asked you. Uh, Most of the questions that I had in mind, but I wanted to close this beautiful conversation with a question of how do you if you have any healthy communication tips um, to give to our listeners today? So
1: the first tip that I have is basic needs. So if you look at um, there's a pyramid Mm -hmm. called Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Okay, And the first one is exactly Mm -hmm. what happens when you first have a baby or, you know, even in life. All right. You have to look at your basic needs. Food, water, shelter, breathing, okay, sleep. All right. So sleep. Big one. All right. If you don't there was one, there was one time um my ex-husband and I, we were moving and we hadn't eaten all day. We had like exerted all this energy, right? We were both starving. And we were both just nitpicking each other. Just absolute, just like having one of those days where we were fighting over everything. And we both we pulled through um, a burger joint because you know it's America, so why not? So, and right so I'm we so pulled jealous. through this burger joint, and both of us take this huge bite of our hamburger, and then it was like, oh my gosh, I love you, I love you too, you're so beautiful. like, and it was we're like we're psychotic right now, <laughs> and it's just because you're not getting your basic needs met, and so yeah, like that is a really big deal. Like, do not start conversations when your basic needs are not met it doesn't like it does not help okay so that's my first one basic needs have to be the second communication Mm -hmm. tip is 94 percent of the time the way that a conversation starts is the way that it's going to so if you come to your partner and you're like you forgot to take out the trash you meant to hurt my feelings you blah 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 don't even start with the word you because if you have, think about communication like a gate, mm. okay, so you've got communication can either open or close, right? If you start with you, that gate is closing, your partner's building a wall, and they are not hearing one more word that you say. Now, come to them and you say, and this is mm. the, the sentence structure that I use and, and give to my clients is, I feel when, because I need, okay? So, hey, do you have time to discuss something that really hurt my feelings this morning? Um, actually, babe, I'm writing this email right now. Can you give me 10 minutes? Yep. Okay. So whatever it is, or yep, I've, I've got time. What's, what's up? And then you say, I felt really hurt this morning when you said, you know, that you, yeah, X, Y, Z, whatever. X, Y, Z, yeah. Because, and then relate mm-hmm. that back. Why do you feel that way? You know, I I felt really, um, Mm. I felt really devalued this morning when you yelled at me in front of the kids um, because my dad used to yell at me a lot when I was a kid. I need you to regulate yourself or pull me into a different room Mm. and talk to me um, in a more respectful tone. Something like that. Like it's very clear. It's very concise. It sets what you need. It also tells them how you feel. And yeah, it still hurts to hear those conversations. It still sucks to be like, oh man, I screwed up. But again, it's that ego. You've got to put your ego down and you've got to understand that you're a human being. You're going to mess up sometimes. And when you blow it with your partner, you repair and you move on. Like, it's okay. You have, you know, it's the Mm. problem. Yeah. That's all it it
0: takes. Yeah, yeah. So essentially what I'm hearing is, we need to like, let our egos aside. We need to listen. We need to have these difficult conversations and we shouldn't let them aside because then they pile up and that is the worst thing that can happen for a marriage and we need to communicate as much as possible with right. an I and not Nailed a you. It. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm, okay. I'm a good student. I hope so. I hope I'm a good student 8-1. in my marriage too. I really want to thank you for this uh, beautiful conversation. Before we close up, I want to... I want you to tell our listeners where they can find you, um, all of the details on what you're working at the moment. And my sure.
1: website is www.recognizingpotential.com. Okay. Uh, I have a podcast myself that is just Divorce Proof Marriage podcast. And then you can find me on Instagram at divorce.proof.marriage. Um, Facebook, I have a coaching group called Recognizing Potential that you can search and look for there. Um other than that, you know, TikTok, YouTube, all of that, you can you can find me in all the places at Divorce Brook Marriage.
0: Nice, nice. Thank you thank so you for much. Me. Thank you, Cameron. If you're still here until the end, thank you so much for all your love and your support. If you wanna actually show the support, you can rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, follow us on Instagram, and of course share this episode with a fellow friend or someone who might really be interested and benefit from it. Thank you so much for everything and see you next time.